Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm an editor at Light Reading, and I'm joined on this podcast by my colleague, Mike Dano, and we talk about all of the recent Microsoft acquisitions, uh, what they might mean for Microsoft's cloud business, and what it seems like their whole strategy is as they're uh, uh, rolling up all these telecom-focused network functions and putting them in the cloud. Um, you'll hear about uh, Mike's reporting, uh, and what we think is going to happen next, and maybe what it means for service providers as well, right after this break. Hi, welcome to the program. I'm Phil Harvey, and I'm joined today by Mike Dano, uh, one of my light reading colleagues. Hello, Mike. Hello, hello. Uh, great to have you on today. Uh, we're doing a podcast. We're also recording it on video. So if I accidentally uh, lose my mind and re refer to something that I'm doing as opposed to something that I'm saying, the people listening to the audio won't be won't be too terribly thrown off. So but, I should leave uh, the beer. I should leave all the beer and stuff on the outside out well, of the frame. You can still do it. You, you just have to make the loud sipping noise so everybody knows it's <laughs> that a beer. I can do. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 you know we, we got to play to the audio and the video. But uh, what we're really here to do is actually uh, just do a bit of uh, uh, catch up on on Microsoft because you've written a few pieces about them lately. Um, one of the more uh, well trafficked pieces on our site was you writing about Microsoft's uh, cloud and edge and 5G strategy sort of coming together or becoming more obvious. And uh, in addition to what fueled that piece, which we'll get into in a second, they've also made some acquisitions recently. Um, the acquisition, the most recent of which was Metaswitch Networks. Uh, full disclosure, I used to work at Metaswitch Networks um, what? Shocker. <laughs> I, I joined the company in uh, 2013, uh, stayed there for a couple of years, uh, two and a half years. Yeah. Um, and I was in the communications department. So I'm, I'm not an engineer. I was director of communications. I was basically just uh, spell checking press releases and uh, trying not to, uh, to, to make any mistakes on the website. Um, <laughs> but in, in the process of working there, I did get to become familiar with um, how deeply uh, technical and talented their uh, bench of software engineers is. And I think maybe that Microsoft has, has you know, might have recognized that as well. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, let, let's talk about, you know. Yeah. And here all I'm, I'm just going to sit back and let you tell us, <laughs> no, tell us what's going on. I, well, I was going to say. the outside looking in here. Between the two of us, between Metaswitch and Affirmed, let's just start listing all the things that Microsoft now has that are like cloud-based telecom functions. Yeah, networking. You know, this the a, a lot of the insight that I feel like I have gotten into um, Microsoft's ambitions actually came from haphazardly stumbling onto its like its product page for mm -hmm. uh, Azure Edge, Edge Zones. Right. So um, they announced as Azure Edge Zones, I think uh, either earlier this year or late last year. Uh, and then they made that 
a purchase of Affirmed and, and it all felt very sort of squishy and, you know, software virtualization, you know, future of 5G, like that's as much as information as they okay. would give in a lot of the press releases. But man, I, 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 I found that, that web page and it was the product web page for that. And it basically like just laid out, like, if you're an operator, we want to sell you this. If you're a private enterprise that wants to build its own, its own private wireless network, we'll sell you this. If you need, if, if you're interested in edge computing, here's some of our plans for that. They're all related. And it was all, you know, it was all on one sort of minor product webpage, but I felt like that was the thing for me that was like, oh, like this is all related. And yeah. they've, they've got a strategy that they're pursuing. And so as soon as that acquisition of Metaswitch came out, it's like, oh, not only are they interested in all these things, but they're going to invest in the super smart people that work at Metaswitch who like literally everyone has said, like, there's some crazy smart engineers over there and they yeah. know networking, like they know networking, hardcore, deep networking. Like mm-hmm. as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, they, you know, they really are serious. Like th- th- this yeah. acquisition is not a, is not a fluffy, fancy virtualized software. These are people who do, like you said, like VoIP codecs and like crazy right. <laughs> deep networking, so boring stuff that, yeah. you know, the, only a Microsoft most, person would appreciate. The most in the weeds networking protocols you, you anyone's oh. ever conceived of. But I so. mean, and weirdly enough, you know, so I mean, just on the, just going by ticking off the boxes, they've, they've now got a 5G core that's virtualized and in the cloud. They've got uh, uh, an, a telecom application server, which you know allows for any any amount of telecommunications functions involving voice to be uh, housed, hosted, and disseminated via the cloud. They've got uh, let's see, you know, and I don't know that they would even use this, but they've got a complete end-to-end UCAS suite that's all cloud native. So, uh, you know, client software and all that. Now, Microsoft is doing well with all the stuff that it has, but it also, you know, uh, could use more people to, uh, you know, innovate and come up with things and maybe just solve problems around it. You add it all together and it's easy to kind of knee jerk and go like, oh, okay, they're going to build blank or they're going to build blank. But I think what you were saying with Azure Edge is, uh, Edge Zones is that, um, really they're setting up uh, the business to be the cloud just powers all communications and utility computing needs for any kind of company. Right. And I think it's that last part that is the most interesting one to me for any kind of company. So, you know, you know, I've, I've seen people say like, no one really wants to be in the business of supplying equipment to telecom companies. Like that is a difficult business. You see it, you know, Nokia and Ericsson, Huawei, you know, we've, we've seen, we've seen Motorola and Lucent, you know, and Nortel have a lot of trouble uh, in, in selling, selling services to, to uh, network operators. But, but I don't think that's what this is. I think that this is, you know, they might sell, some services to an AT&T or whatever. But what mm-hmm. they're really seeing is like, we can sell these these networking services to all of our big enterprise 
customer is a, a FedEx or a UPS or a school district or a blue jean or not a blue jeans necessarily that's purchased by Verizon, but like a, right. you know, a WebEx or like who, whoever needs these networking things, um, you know, could, could buy it from Microsoft and could buy a lot of the full stack directly right. from Microsoft on that, uh, as your webpage that I was talking about, like, they listed all the partners that they're working with. You can buy mm-hmm. services from Vodafone. You can buy you can you know you can buy connectivity from Vodafone. You can buy connectivity from AT and T. You can buy the physical hardware from Comscope. You can mm-hmm. buy and the two of the partners that they listed were Affirmed and MetaSwitch, and those are the, those are two companies that they now own. So yeah. like they're getting deeper into owning that, you know, not just partnering with people to provide it, but just providing it themselves. I think they may have also seen the the value in having those, you know, essentially those um, network functions become part of the Azure cloud, like completely integrated as opposed totally. to being something that they have to plug into from the outside. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention session border controllers and media gateways and uh, those type of uh, yeah. functions are also things that Metaswitch had successfully built. Oh, IMS cores as well. Right. They built all these things into the cloud. They were all cloud native fun- network functions, but unfortunately for Metaswitch, they were never one or two in any of those spaces. They were a per- they were a perennial uh, fourth or fifth place in almost every product category they competed in because of the size of the company. But technically, they always got high marks. They always got great marks for customer service. They always got great marks for their technical aptitude and how well they built the products and how. Um, how thoughtful they were about how it was, uh, you know, engineered and um, how sophisticated and how resilient they were, that sort of thing. I think maybe Microsoft sort of saw that as like, here's a bunch of things we can integrate into the cloud, saving us time and money. And then when we go to sell to, be it an enterprise or be it a telco or be it any other kind of business, they can use whatever they need in that stack and point it back to Azure Cloud, which I think is the, that's the big story is this just simply superpowers the, 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 the Microsoft Cloud to provide not just all the stuff it was already providing, all the office suite, all the storage, all those things. But in addition, that utility computing, utility communications. Um, one of the, uh, I forget which analyst said this in, in your story, it, to think of 5G itself as just an app that runs on the cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I think that that's where this is all headed. And yeah. so, um, you know, really the the end point of that discussion was, well, what do you think is a carrier? Like, what do you, who do you think of mm. as, as buying, you know, you're buying service from? Right. And I think that, that, I think that that is becoming a very interesting question because here's Microsoft that's got, all the cloud, and now they've got all this like weird networking stuff. And if you want to build your own network, well, you know, you can use one of their partners like Comscope, and you know, you'd have to do some network design and that kind of stuff. But like, yeah, uh, you know, if you're just going to buy the connectivity portion, that's a very small part of this overall thing. That most of which are going to be buying from Microsoft. So, you know, in the mind of one of their big enterprise customers, if it's like McDonald's or something. Like, yeah. are they really thinking that my telecom company is, is AT&T or is it really like Microsoft? Like, am I getting yeah. most of my telecommuting, telecommunications equipment from and, and services from Microsoft? And I think that that uh, is 
uh, very interesting. You know, it's like we had all these dumb pipe conversations 10 years ago, and I think <laughs> right. we may have more of them in the future. I think this is definitely the, the uh, and I'm not sure which direction to take that conversation, but this is definitely uh, a warning to the telco you know, the traditional telecom infrastructure uh, pr service providers to say like, you know, hey, if, if, if you can, if Microsoft can not only sell you cloud services, but can also spin up a 5G core, you know, and do all the communications protocols on top of that and complete calls on a 5G network and terminate from here to here and, you know, use their cloud and all of that. Mm -hmm. What are they really buying from you, service provider? Yeah. <laughs> And again, I, you know, I'm, I'm reluctant to go down that dumb pipe conversation because, yeah. uh, you, you know, I think that the people who work at AT&T and Verizon and stuff, they're smart, like they know. And I think they have a, they definitely have a trump card in terms of, of the routing of that traffic. That's a topic that, that I've come across in, in talking about edge computing. And they, they really do have like a, an advantage in that, in that yeah. area, in terms of, you know, if, if, if I don't route it to, to this location, you're just not going to get it. Like you're just not going to get that, that low latency or whatever it is. I, I hold that card and I can do with it what I want. So I think, you know, there's certainly, there's certainly things that uh, there, there's certainly uh, elements of that discussion that become complex. And I think those meta switch guys, probably the people who work at that company <laughs> are going to be able to help Microsoft figure out a lot more of those kinds of deep networking issues, uh, you know, in the months and years to come. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah. and it, it's a scale thing too, not just a scale up, but a scale down thing. Um, you know, Microsoft is also, you know, uh, selling, uh, cloud-based stuff to businesses of any size. And, and uh, that's, that's another area where, you know, a lot of MetaSwitch's customers were uh, tier three, tier two, tier three rule carriers, th those sorts of things. And a lot of what they gave to those carriers was simply, uh, you know, UCAS services delivered via, you know, their, their, uh, their existing uh, telephone infrastructure. Yeah. So that's another, maybe another avenue where Microsoft can uh, uh, use its standing and its reach in the market to sell all manners of service to um, enterprises and carriers of all, you know, pretty much of all sizes. And that's one of the things like, that. Uh, there's a lot of parts that I am very interested in, but there's a lot of other parts of this that I totally don't get. And one of them is how how broad is microsoft going to reach with this thing is this right. only for the us because you know like like you you pointed out is that metaswitch a lot of their customers are you know some of the tier 2 and tier 3 network operators in the us you know a good two thirds of their business is in north america so mm -hmm. is is microsoft like is it only in the U.S.? Is this an international play? I just I'm not real clear on what the scale of it is. Yeah, that, no, that remains to be seen. It also remains to be seen, like how they, um, uh, how besides Azure uh, Edge zones, how how exactly they go to market with some of this stuff, or does some of this stuff just become capabilities that they fold into you know their existing product set? You know, just just things that they can provide if you ask for them but they're not necessarily the, you know, the, the premium product or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. it, Cause that's, 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 I think a, a, 
a good place to leave it because there's still so much unknown about what Microsoft ends up doing with this in the market. But this certainly gives them uh, the expertise and the capabilities to make their approach to the cloud uh, a lot more far reaching than it was just a, a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. All right, Mike Dano, thank you very much for joining us. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. That is it. That's our show. I want to thank Mike Dano for his time and uh, his uh, diligent reporting on the subject of all things Microsoft and the cloud uh, and 5G and all the other stuff he does. Um, I want to thank Tian Fu, our producer, for making us sound so good even when we don't. And I want to thank you, dear listener, because if you weren't paying attention, we wouldn't get away with doing all of this at work. Please stay safe. Please tell a friend to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast, and we will see you next time.